Hi there, and welcome to Revitalize the Everyday Audio Bible with me, your host, Lulu Lincoln. Today we'll be reading from Genesis 44. How do you forgive your accusers? Let's pray. Beautiful, beautiful Father, my Lord and my King, the love of my life and the desire of my heart, we thank you so much. Father, I thank you on behalf of my, my family, my loved ones, for blessing us with another day, an opportunity to meet with you, to to worship you, to fellowship with you, to read your word and to receive strength and wisdom and knowledge and healing from the only form of truth that can be relied upon. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your gentleness and patience and kindness towards me would you help me to to share your word accurately to bring healing to people as they hear to speak and reveal truth bring peace bring bring peace lord jesus and may those those that hear this words today receive wisdom and strategies on how to deal with accusers because we know that the enemy is the accuser of the brethren however people are used against us but we are to by the power of holy spirit walk in ultimate forgiveness and peace um because of what you did for us on the cross and your death brought salvation to all of mankind and so I ask you to help us to forgive those who have wronged us in Jesus name amen Genesis 44 Joseph ordered his house steward fill the men's bags with food all they can carry and replace each one's money at the top of the bag then put my chalice my silver chalice in the top of the bag of the youngest along with the money for his food He did as Joseph ordered. At the break of day, the men were sent off with their donkeys. They were barely out of the city when Joseph said to his house steward, run after them. And when you catch up with them, say, why did you pay me back evil for good? This is the chalice my master drinks from. He also uses it for divination. This is outrageous. He caught up with them and repeated all this word for word. And they said, what is my master talking about we would never do anything like that why the money we found in our bags earlier we brought back all the way from canaan and do you think we'd turn right around and steal it back from your master if that chalice is found on any of us he'll die and the rest of us will be your master's slaves the steward said very well then but we won't go that far whoever is found with the chalice will be my slave the rest of you can go free. They outbid each other in putting their bags on the, outdid each other in putting their bags on the ground and opening them up for inspection. The steward searched the bags, going from the oldest to the youngest. The chalice showed up in Benjamin's bag. They ripped their clothes in despair, loaded up their donkeys and went back to the city. Joseph was still at home when Judah and his brothers got back. They threw themselves down on the ground in front of him. 
Joseph accused them. How can you have done this? You have to know that a man in my position would have discovered this. Judah, as the spokesman for the brothers, said, What can we say, Master? What is there to say? How can we prove our innocence? God is behind this, exposing how bad we are. We stand guilty before you and are ready to be your slaves. We're all in this together. The rest of us as guilty as the one of the chalice. I'd never do that to you, said Joseph. Only the one involved with the chalice will be my slave. The rest of you are free to go back to your father. Judah came forward, he said. Please, master, can I just say one thing to you? Don't get angry and don't think I'm presumptuous. You're the same as Pharaoh as far as I'm concerned. You, master, asked us, asked us, do you have a father and a brother? And we answered honestly, we have a brother, a father who is old and a younger brother who was born to him in his old age. His brother is dead and he is the only son left from that mother and his father loves him more than anything. Then you told us, bring him down here so I can see him. And we told you, master, that it was impossible. The boy can't leave his father. If he leaves, his father will die. And then you said, if your youngest brother doesn't come with you, you won't be allowed to see me. When we returned to our father, we told him everything you said to us. So when our father said, go back and buy some more food, we told him flatly, we can't. The only way we can go back is if our youngest brother is with us. We aren't allowed to even see the man if our youngest brother doesn't come with us. Your servant, my father, told us, you know very well that my wife gave me two sons. One turned up missing. I concluded that he'd been ripped to pieces. I've never seen him since. If you now go and take this one and something bad happens to him, you'll put my old grey grieving head in the grave for sure. And now, can't you see that if I show up before your servant, my father, without the boy, this son, with whom his life is so bound up, the moment he realises the boy is gone, he'll die on the spot. He'll die of grief. And we, your servants, who are standing before you, will have killed him. And that's not all. I got my father to release the boy to show him to you by promising, if I don't bring him back, I'll stand condemned before you, father, all my life. So let me stay here as your slave, not this boy. Let the boy go back with his brothers. How can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? Oh, don't make me go back and watch my father die in grief. This is the word of the Lord. Now, I, I prayed and prayed about how I would um, how I would share this and what the Lord would lay on my heart. And the first thing that came to me is um, the words, do not repay evil with evil. Instead, repay evil with, with good. Now, I say this because you can see for the past three or four chapters, Joseph has really put his brothers through the mill. He has actually done to them what he, they did to him and us, and is still holding them ransom. He just prepared a feast for them, just released them. But because of the pain that he felt, I really believe, and this is an interpretation, I really believe that because the, the anger 
and the frustration and the hatred is still festering that led him to um, plant that chalice in their bag knowing full well they were innocent on this occasion but maybe in some way reacting in the way that he did alleviated some of the the anger that he felt towards his accusers now yesterday we were talking about an assailant and an assailant is an attacker um but an accuser mocks and destroys with words and when joseph shared his dreams with his brothers they accused him and 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 mocked him and and slandered him made fun of him even his own father reprimanded him and said will i bow before you but if we read genesis 44 they call him master his brothers are calling him master and joseph has an opportunity now to to enslave his brothers repaying them for what they did but if we look at romans chapter 12 verse 17 to 21 i'm reading from 17 do not repay anyone evil for evil be careful to do what is right in the right in the eyes of everyone and if it is possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone do not take revenge verse 19 my dear friend but leave room for god's wrath for it is written it is mine to avenge i will repay says the lord on the contrary if your enemy is hungry feed him if he is thirsty give him something to drink in doing this you will heap burning coals on his head do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good so the apostle paul even though in this particular um, passage he's talking to um the, the people in rome okay he's not referring to the story of joseph but that scripture is saying to me and saying to you forgiving your accusers is much more than saying i forgive you now i'm saying this because it's a lesson i'm walking through right now it's also speaking well of them now there are some relationships that are um irreparably damaged maybe the person that accused you or assaulted you or attacked you is dead there's no way to reconcile with them in this life but for your freedom for your emotional and um, spiritual and, and mental freedom not that you don't already have freedom in christ but i'm talking about the kind of bondage and heaviness that comes with hating somebody that 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 bondage that stronghold you will be completely set free from if you can forgive your accusers now we're not at the point in the story where joseph has revealed himself but if we look at joseph's life and the steps that he took are 100 percent understandable in fact i'm i may have done the same thing and we can justify what he did because of what his brothers did to the, did, did to him but if our standard is christ ask yourself when was the last time the lord jesus repaid me for the sin i committed against him we would be in hell my friend wouldn't we and so the same measure of grace that we've been issued is the same measure of grace that we need to deliver and serve to others even when they falsely accuse us slander us enslave us it's a tough one and i expected after joseph threw that beautiful feast and wept and and drank with them merrily that he'd be completely set free but i tell you now that forgiveness is a journey 
because you have to go through forgiveness the way you go through the stages of grief you have to grieve and you're allowed to grieve about what the person did if somebody has uh, abused you or attacked you or assaulted you or or raped you or violated you in in some way or someone has accused you maybe someone from the church your church started a rumor about you maybe somebody at your workplace um said horrible things about you behind your back or humiliated you or accused you in some way you are allowed to grieve about that and that is the first step in forgiving your accuser now yesterday i spoke about identifying the assailant there's no issue there the second thing i mentioned yesterday was bring these assailants before god and the third thing was be good to them and pray for them but today i'm talking about accusers where people have destroyed you with their words i've been there and i don't doubt for a minute there are times i've destroyed people with my words i've had to ask for mercy and forgiveness for those wrong deeds of mine but i've also had to grieve about things that people have said to me or about me about my family about my husband about about my daughter about my calling my career my choice of clothes hair i mean i i won't even begin to tell you some of the things that people have said to me and i grieved over that and i and i really believe it's okay for you to to grieve and say you know what this person did was wrong or what this person said was really uncalled for and it absolutely devastated me but once you grieve allow the lord to help you to let it go in the same way when we lose somebody that we love no one says do not grieve you have to grieve for a loved one that you've lost you have to it'd be it'd be abnormal not to but in the same way you grieve about a loved one that has has passed on and gone to be with the lord it's the same way that you are allowed to grieve about something bad that has happened to you now for some people the grief lasts a lifetime but i urge you that today end the grieving process and allow the love of god and the hope of god which does not disappoint to heal you so the first step is grief the second step to forgiven your accusers is to receive healing for the the damage the accusations did to your reputation or your mind or your wealth or your family and then the third and final step pray for them there are people out there that still may not like you further accusations may come but pray for them there are people that i've met who will smile with me and then within the same breath laugh at me they may encourage me on one day and then the next day they're making fun of the very thing they encouraged me to do i pray for them i pray for people that make fun of me i pray for people that don't understand the things i do i pray for people that i know openly or privately dislike me or my family i pray for them now that doesn't make me better than anybody else but the power of the holy spirit will show me the names and faces of these people and presses me to pray for them the way jesus christ on the cross prayed for us father forgive them because they know not what they do and it's hard it's really 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 difficult but the lord is also with you 
and he will alleviate the heaviness that you feel from carrying this burden of unforgiveness for so many years. Yeah, you have a right to be angry, but we also have a right to go to hell. But we were not cast into hell. We were redeemed and ransomed because of the blood of Jesus. The only right we have now is to forgive those who have hurt us. And it will cost you something. It will cost you your tears. Because as you grieve and you remember what the person did, you may have told yourself, I can never forgive that person. I will never forget what that person has done. Don't make those vows with anybody. Because the Lord has promised that he will never leave you or forsake you so as the lord has vowed to never leave you or forsake forsake you i ask you today to make a vow that you will always forgive hallelujah that you will always release people and let them go now i'm i'm saying this not because it's easy i'm saying this because it's the truth we don't want to be like joseph we don't know how long he allowed his brothers to go back and forth. I don't know what the, 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 the time frame is. But we're on chapter 44. And he has not forgiven them yet. And my encouragement to you in this build up. 10 day countdown to Christmas. If there's anybody. Any accuser. Online. In person. At work. In your family. In your circle. In your church. Any accuser. I declare their accusations null and void because the word of God says that no tongue that rises against you no tongue and no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue shall be condemned every tongue that seeks to speak against you will be condemned and so what they have to say if it's not in line with the word of God then it's not true it's just not true. Let me read the scripture to you. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Here we go. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. So even if people do continue to accuse you, you can condemn it. That is your heritage because you are a servant and more than a servant, you're a child of God. How do you forgive your accusers? Grieve, receive healing, pray for them and bless them that the Lord will be merciful and kind to them in spite of what they did. In the same way Jesus hung on a tree, cursed is he who hangs on a tree he asked the father to pardon us my goodness pardon us because of what we did forgiving us even before we committed the sin knowing full well we'd commit the sin and instead of handing us over to hell which is the right thing to do he decided to pardon us so i implore you my darling to pardon pardon those who have accused you let's pray mighty god if i was um sentenced every time i committed a sin the boulders and the handcuffs that i would have would be innumerable but instead of my sin i received mercy and pardon and permission to continue to live before you because of christ and i thank you for for rant for that huh 
for for purchasing me with the blood of your son and i ask you that you'd help me to continue to walk in forgiveness and i take this opportunity father to bless all those who accuse me all those who mock all those who scorn all those who like and dislike all those who have blessed me all those who have cursed me bless them multiple 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 times over that they would have what i have in you which is joy peace and freedom father because you said any tongue that rises against me i shall condemn but you also said do not repay evil for evil instead repay evil with good the wrath and revenge belong to the lord so bless my accusers bless my assailants bless my enemies and i ask you for those who are listening you'd also bless the enemies of those listening use those enemies to propel them into your purpose for their lives you're my god and my friend and i have nothing apart from the things that you have given me and i and i thank you for this freedom i have to talk openly about grief and about shame and about pain you've wiped my slate clean and i've got no mark against my name the only mark i have on me is the mark of christ and i ask you to extend that same mercy to those listening that they would not be bound anymore by the the ha tayanara they will no longer be bound by the words of their accusers but they will become bond servants of hope prisoners of hope and revel in that hope and revel in love and revel in peace and revel in joy enjoy their heritage it says this is the heritage the heritage of the servants of the lord and their righteousness is from me you have imputed given them without um <laughs> without restraint righteousness because of christ and also to me holy spirit help us all to follow these steps grieve yes grieve forgive receive healing and pray for those who have mistreated you bless them bless them i take full authority now in the name of jesus and i declare that any word unkind word spoken about you who are listening that the lord shall declare it null and void and that tongue will be silenced in the name of jesus and from here on out good things will be said about you and to you in the presence of man and before god in the name of jesus father have your way and help me to walk in the law of kindness and for the law of kindness to be on my tongue at the proverbs 31 woman may i excel in in every arena but for your glory's sake only in jesus name amen Now I'm going to hand you over to Naya, who will lead you in a prayer of salvation. Please listen to each line and repeat um, after her. Thank you, Naya. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me and giving me me of my sin so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans 10 verse 9, 
If you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart, making me the person you want me to be. I want to live for you, Jesus. And I am so grateful to, grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in the new life with you today. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Naya and Jaden. Now, if that was your first time praying the prayer of salvation, we would like to warmly welcome you into the family of God. It's the best decision that you'll ever make. And... Um, <laughs> I would like to encourage you to join your local church online, read your Bible every single day, listen to music that glorifies God, surround yourself with um, other believers, like-minded people, people proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord, and just remember that you are absolutely loved and so valued, and you made the best decision today to follow Christ. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.